Hello and welcome to Top 5 Dead or Alive. I'm your host, Taylor Huff. We've taken a couple months off here, but we appreciate you listening to us. We have reached 1,000 downloads on Top 5 Dead or Alive, so we appreciate you guys listening and leaving your reviews and comments to Apple Podcasts. Today, for the 1,000 download special, our special guest, Kevin Everett. Applause, applause, applause. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) I should put a clapping effect in there <laughs> so what a wild weekend of nfl playoffs that was crazy oh my goodness yeah i think i i watched pretty much all four of the games and yeah it it lived up to the bill it was insane yeah, I, I had them all on too and i didn't uh let's see here cincinnati and tennessee so Right off the bat, like you, Derrick Henry's back. So you're thinking that the Titans, you know, in my mind, I thought Derrick Henry would run all over the Bengals and, you know, that the Titans would win kind of a thing. Um, what were your thoughts going into that game? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, number one seed, they get the first round by Tennessee and they get Derrick Henry back. You know, obviously, the home game, it should be in their favor. Um, but but you know what? You know, that Cincinnati offense is, you know, in my opinion, I think they're underrated and they're gonna be great for years. Oh yeah, definitely. And you got Joe definitely. Burrow, you got some some young receivers, Jamar Chase. I mean mm. man, they yeah, he was awesome this year. Yeah, and just to pull that thing out at the end. And only his this is his second year, but his first full season, Joe Burrow. It's, right, it's, right. it's just an amazing young talent. There's a lot of great young talent, especially quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, and Evan McPherson being clutch. Oh, uh, was it the first first three games had those uh, winning field goals, right? The block yeah. off field goals. Yeah, the first yeah. three games, and, and I heard I mean, a. a I heard a quote yeah. from uh, Joe Burrow talking about McPherson, his kicker, saying that McPherson, even before he walked out there, said, oh, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship. Like, he was that yeah. confident as a rookie. <laughs> yeah, he was confident. <laughs> I saw that quote, too. He went to um, he went to Florida, I think. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you're – I don't know if you know um, Stephen Rice. He's a passer in Gainesville. Um, okay. son of Willie Rice, who uh, pastors uh, Calvary Church. Um, but he had a Evan McPherson jersey on when he was preaching uh, the, <laughs> the Sunday before. I think it was the Sunday before or maybe a midweek thing. And I think he's a college pastor. And he predicted that Evan McPherson would kick a field goal to win the game. <laughs> like wow. They, and they posted the clip on Twitter. It was funny. I was like, wow. That's awesome. Very, very precious. Um, <laughs> so let's get, before we go on to the next game, let's get a little bit of a background for your sports, like sports teams. Right. Like I know, but let, let's <laughs> tell the listeners what your uh, background is. Well, yeah, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. 
a little bit north of there. Um, I grew up there. My, my parents still live there. My older brothers all still live there with their families. But I moved down here uh, for college down in the Tampa Bay area. And um, I live, I've been living down here ever since, probably since the early 2000s. So it's, it's about 20 years I've been down here. Um, but your Eagles and yeah, I hold true to the Philly sports teams: Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, <laughs> Flyers. A little bit. Um, they're they're kind of uh, frustrating to watch from year yeah. to year, but <laughs> but that's the life of a Philly fan for the most yeah. part. <laughs> what what would you say is like your you've pers- you've adopted the the Tampa Bay sports teams like the percentage wise? <laughs> um. Well, Tampa Bay Rays were the first local team down here uh, that I adopted. They're my American League team, which was okay, yeah. pretty insane because uh, they met with the Phillies in the 2008 World Series. So right, that, right. that was an interesting yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, you must have, been, must have been torn with that one. Yeah, well, you know, I was pulling for the Rays leading up to that, but I grew up with the Phillies. I watched it with my right, grandfather right. and my, my dad and – you know, my family, mm. and it's just, that's just ingrained in me to root for the yeah. Phillies. And uh, so that was, that was just a dream to see them win the, the series and hope, hopefully the Rays can do it sometime soon. They've had a pretty good team the past few years. So. Yeah. They always seem to be right there with it, even with the low payroll and everything. And right. And uh, we just had the news that um, they're not going to be doing that sister city. Um, deal with Montreal so back right. to the drawing board with uh, their stadium yeah. and everything but yeah hopefully they can keep the Rays here in the Tampa Bay area I mean that, yeah, that'd be, be a nice. shame that'd be a shame to to lose a major league team here I know we got spring training but it, I mean it's not the same if you don't right. have a major league team playing here year-round right all right um let's Take a break. I'm going to read an ad and we will come right back and preview our, we'll review 49ers Packers. Honey is a free browser add-on available on Google, Opera, Firefox, Safari. If it's a browser, it has Honey. Honey automatically saves you money when you check out on sites like Amazon, Papa John's, Kohl's, wherever you shop, it's a good chance that Honey can save you money. All you have to do when you're checking out is click that little orange button and it will scan the entire internet and find discount discount codes for you. There's literally no reason not to install Honey. It takes two clicks. 10 million people use it. 100,000 five-star reviews. Unless you hate money, you should install Honey. And if you want to install Honey, you can go to huffbros.co slash top five. Click that button and it gives us a little kickback here at the podcast. So. We appreciate you going checking out Honey. All right, we're back with Top 5 Dinner Alive with our special guest, Kevin Everett, on this 1,000 download celebration. And so, Kevin, we talked about that there were three walk-off field goals, the second being 49ers Packers on Saturday. And to me, after that first quarter touchdown with Aaron Rodgers, it just looked like they were going to dominate the game. How how do you think the 49ers came back? I mean, obviously it was their special teams domination, but what are your thoughts on the rest? how the rest of the game went? 
Well, I I think their defense kind of picked up the pace. I mean, just giving up yeah, that one touchdown one. early, uh, their defense kept it in it. And then, obviously, I think in the second half, it was defense and special teams. Um, yeah. Obviously, the you know the big play there in the second half, it was that blocked punt. Right, exactly. And, and then and they picked it up for that touchdown. And that seemed like that. I don't know about you, but did it seem like that was in the air forever? That blocked punt. <laughs> yeah, it just like nobody up. knew. Yeah, nobody knew where it was, and it, it was it like slow like motion. To the Forty Nine er guy. Yeah. And I think wasn't it the guy? Maybe I'm thinking of a different game. Maybe I'm thinking of Bills Chiefs, but there was a guy that had just let a big play go. Um, Ward. Um. I don't know if it was yeah. Ward that blocked a kick. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong game, but anyways, there was a player that uh, let a long play go and then blocked a kick after that. I think there was um, another blocked kick in that game, but yeah, a lot of these yeah. games because they were so great, they just some of the plays <laughs> blend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, I'll tell so... you, I'll tell you what. The well, one thing I will say about that game is that for the 49ers, you know, Garoppolo is an okay quarterback, but I think the key mm-hmm. to that team, especially that offense is Debo Samuel. Definitely. That guy is amazing. He's listed what as a receiver, but he can play running back. He can he could probably be a returner. I mean, he does everything. I mean, yeah, he is the expert. Yeah, it's amazing how he's not only doing those end arounds at wide receiver, but he's also just running between the tackles and stuff, which is you don't see that with wide receivers very often, so. Right, and then Robbie Gould. I mean, he's just money in the playoffs. The kicker. What? Uh, yeah. All right, our hometown Bucks. Yeah. We knew it was gonna. We knew it was gonna be a tough game, with the Rams coming in, to Tampa, and also another away team. The first two away teams won by a field goal, and then the Rams ended up. Um, pulling it out, but not before the Buccaneers had that big comeback. When they scored with like a minute left, I thought that I thought they were going to come back. What what were your thoughts when they scored right at the end? Yeah, so when they they tied it up, which was crazy, what was that, a fourth down play, fourth and one, and they tied it up? Yeah, and they, they... I'm sure everyone thought he was going to sneak it, and then they just yeah. did that little flare. Yeah, Fournette ran it in, and mm-hmm. and, they, and you know, there's less than a minute left. I'm thinking, okay, the Rams are going to get conservative and play for overtime. You know, that's mm-hmm. normally what a team would do in that situation. Yeah. But I think that just shows the experience and the confidence in Matthew Stafford. Right. That a uh, – that a – a coach would have the confidence in him like that. The coach is like half the age of the Bucks coach and 10 years younger than the Bucks quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But you got you got a veteran in Stafford and not many people playoff wise might know him if they don't really follow football because he was in the Lions organization for so many years. Right. And, right. you know, they, they weren't really a playoff caliber team, but yeah, that, I, I don't know if, I don't even know if he won. Did he win a playoff game with Detroit? I, I think he was I, there once or twice, but never won. They they might have made the playoffs, but I don't know if they ever won anything. 
Yeah. But, you know, the, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the thing with both of those teams is that they're, you know, it's Pro Bowl all star teams on both sides of the ball for both teams. But obviously, I think the Rams were just too big of a superstar team and they were healthy. The Bucks were yeah. missing, you know, the Tristan Wirfs, their offensive line, and that was really hurting them in the first half. And I think yeah, that was too much for them to overcome. Yeah, they were just getting Brady. It, it always seemed like Brady had like one second to throw the ball each time. So it's tough yeah. to beat, get open when, you know, and have accurate passes when that's happening. When you I, have Von I, Miller and Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. I think the craziest sequence in that game, in that second half, when the Bucks were trying to make their comeback, the Bucks fumbled the ball, I believe. And, and turned it over in their own territory. And the very next play, there's a miscommunication with the Rams, and they snap it past Stafford. And mm. he, like, fumb- he fumbles it like 20 yards back, and the Bucks recover it. I'm like, this, I think that was the beginning of the fourth quarter. That quarter okay, was Okay, I must something. have missed that one. <laughs> That's crazy. It always, yeah. like, that seems to happen in a lot of games where like there'll be a fumble or an interception and then there's a turnover right after that. Sometimes that happens. And then, so they were down 20, I see, I guess it's 20 to three at halftime. 20 to three at halftime and 27 to three at the worst. Right. And so I think it was it, uh, who was calling that game? Was it Jim Nance and Tony Romo? And, Oh, that or, game was the, that uh, was the NBC was, uh, game, Collinsworth and yeah. uh, Al Michaels. Oh yeah, and they were saying that, you know, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm saying I've been down, you know, <laughs> twenty eight to three before, <laughs> so they could do it again, kind of a thing. <laughs> Telling this team at halftime, but anyways, think you know they were very close to coming back, but couldn't do it. Cooper Cup, nine catches, one hundred eighty three yards, a touchdown. He's had an what amazing a, season. What a season he had. Man, yeah. best best receiver in the league this year by far. Yeah. And then maybe the best game, probably the best game of all the week, the whole weekend after three walk-off wins. Bill's <laughs> Chiefs, when they scored, let's see, 34 minutes. Or, well, anyways, 34 points from the fourth quarter on. Yeah. Um, I just I I told you before we started, but I was doing some errands right at the end of the fourth quarter, so I left when the two minute warning started, and so I was kind of following on my phone and got to where I was going, and then I came. I was going into a pizza place, and this guy came out and said. Oh, the Bills won, the Bills won, because they scored with 13 seconds left. Yeah. And you're thinking, there's no way that Mahomes can come back and, you know, get to in within field goal range in 13 seconds. And so I stayed uh, until Kelsey kept, caught that pass. And then I had to go somewhere else. So then I looked on my phone and it was in overtime. So... I was able to watch the rest of the overtime at home, but yeah, a lot of people just said it was like the greatest 
game they've ever watched pretty much. Is that what you felt? Oh, absolutely. That was that was probably the, the greatest ending to a game I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, both of these quarterbacks, they're young guys. They're going to be in the league for a while, Mahomes and, yeah. and Josh Allen. But that last two minutes, that was like a clinic on how to quarterback a team in a right. two-minute drill. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there was – there was four scores in that last two minutes. Yeah, and three of them touchdowns, right? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, yeah. and like, who was the Gabriel Davis, was a, the receiver? He had four touchdowns receiving, 200 yards receiving. I mean, it's insane. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I think there was a stat that Jim Nance said that Mahomes had 177 yards passing after the two-minute warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. All right, so an amazing weekend of playoff football. So that brought us to think about the top five playoff performances that we've witnessed. And I think I have one or two that I actually didn't witness in person one i have one that was before my time or yeah but um it was kind of ingrained to me at a young age so i'm including it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what are your uh honorable mentions first of all for top five uh playoff performances yeah honorable mentions and my spoiler alert my top five is probably similar to what you said four of them in my lifetime one of them before my time Oh, okay. But I came up with a few honorable mentions. This is another honorable mention that was before my time. But early on in John Elway's career, he had in the playoffs what was called the drive. Uh, Ah, yes. In 1986, I think it was the AFC championship game um, against the Browns. The Browns were up by a touchdown late in the game. And the Browns and their fans thought they were going to the Super Bowl. You know, and yep. spoiler yep. alert again, they've never made the Super Bowl and they haven't reached it since. But he drove 98 yards. And all the plays were either passing or him running, John Elway. And mm-hmm. it was 98 yards at the end of the game to tie it. And then they win it with a field goal later on. And it was just, it just kind of defined his career. Late, It wasn't really another until another dozen years when he finally won a Super Bowl. But, you know, that just, I think that kind of changed uh, the culture of the game back then. And it was just a, just an incredible moment in sports history. So that's an honorable mention. There's a few other ones like Joe Montana and Dwight Clark, the catch in 1981. Uh, before, you move, before you move on to another one, I have a story about that because, I was on a plane once with the running back of the that drive, the 1986 Denver drive. I'm trying to look up what his name was because I just happened to have a football with me in my backpack in my really? carry-on when I was on the plane. Yeah, and so we someone had a sharpie and I got him to sign it. Here I'm looking for his name. Gerald Wilhite. Gerald Wilhite. So I guess he was the fullback, it says he's listed here. Gerald Wilhite. 
um, yeah, I was on the, I was uh, in the row across from him. My mom was sitting next to him. And <laughs> just uh, started talking to him, and then he's like, "Oh, you should meet my son. He loves football and all this." So, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of a crazy thing that related to that. Uh, That's amazing. That drive. Yeah. All right. What are your other? Yeah, the other honorable mention was um, Joe Montana and Dwight Clark for the 49ers, the catch that uh, oh, helped okay. yeah. beat the Cowboys in the NFC title in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some other moments. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how many Denver moments I had on here, but uh, Terrell Davis, you know, in the Super Bowl in the late 80s, uh, he just had an amazing performance there to help John Elway win one of his first Super Bowls. And um, and he was you know, there in the 90s too, right? When they won yeah. in like 97? Yeah. Wow. And then I was trying to think of some defensive players too, because I, I couldn't really come up with a lot of um, top moments in the playoffs mm. for defensive players. But I thought back to, you know, the early 2000s, Ray Lewis with the Ravens, you know, he, you know, he carried that team. That was an all-defensive team that helped them win the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. Yeah. And then Von Miller, who helped the Broncos win another Denver one, but helped Peyton yeah. Manning in late in his career win another Super Bowl. But Von Miller, you know, tore up Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Was that the Peyton Manning Super Bowl where he had – he did not pass very well and not no. for very many, many yards, but they, they won because of the defense. Yeah. My so only those, notable uh, is that all yours? Yeah, those are just uh, my honorable mentions there. Okay, I only have the I only have one uh, honorable mention, and I I didn't <laughs> look this up beforehand, but it's something that I remember. Uh, the Beast Mode run was that um, was that a wild card game, or was that heading into the playoffs? Do you remember? Oh, uh, it was it was definitely an important game. I, I remember that. I can't remember who the opponent was, though. But yeah, that was, was insane. Um, so I think it was Saints, right? Saints. Uh, it probably was. Saints Seahawks. Yeah. That does that make sense? Anyways, yeah, just I can see the clip in my mind when he's just you know he's shoving the guy, you know, ten yards back, and <laughs> he's just slipping and sliding around those guys for like fifty yards. <laughs> All right. Um let's go ahead and break down our top five. Um I'll have you go first with your number five. All right. So my number five is my moment before I was born. Um, uh, but it's an iconic mm-hmm. moment. I hope I didn't steal yours. I guess we'll find out. Um, <laughs> but it's from one of the early Super Bowls, Super Bowl three. Oh Joe wow. Namath. Nice. Joe Namath from the New York Jets. Is that from the quote greatest greatest game ever played unquote? It was the one where he guaranteed a victory in the Super Bowl. Oh yes, okay. So it was the third Super Bowl, and I was looking up. I was doing some more research on this, and it was Super Bowl three, but it was actually the first one that was called Super Bowl, oh, which okay. is kind of interesting. Yeah, but they were they were playing against the Colts but they were the Baltimore Colts. Okay, yeah. And I was looking at who was favored in the game, 
Who do you think was favored in the game, first of all? Um, hmm. Well, if people knew that Joe Namath guaranteed that they would win, I'm trying to think who would how that would affect it. Um, I'll say um was that the Jets? Is that what you said? The Jets? Yeah, he was on the Jets. But actually yeah, I'll say the Jets. Actually the Colts were favored. Hmm. And so that's that's why it was such a big deal that he guaranteed a victory. But I looked it up and you'd be shocked by how much they were favored by. I don't think that this ever happens in current NFL, not in the playoffs. But they were favored by nineteen and a half points. Oh my goodness. Who was so on Col- that team, do you know? Uh, that was probably what Johnny Unitas. I could be wrong, okay. Okay. but that that seems about right. But wow. Joe Namath guaranteed, yeah, he guaranteed a victory, and they ended up winning sixteen to seven. And that that wow. just goes down in infamy, and that just sticks with me because people have tried to do that since. Some people get it right, some people don't. But he was the guy gutsy enough to to call that in a Super Bowl in the championship wow. game. So, you know, that's just, that's just a huge moment. That's one of the first Definitely. upsets. Definitely. All right. So my number five, this might be a little uh, controversial because they didn't move on in the playoffs after this game, but, and I'm kind of biased because I like Tim Tebow, but mm-hmm. I really love that Tim Tebow game where he, where they won in overtime that pass to Demarius Thomas, mm-hmm. um, Denver versus Pittsburgh. And that was the John 316 game, right? Where he threw for 316 yards. The yeah. yards per catch was 31.6. The overnight rating was 31.6. It was just kind of a crazy game. And uh, that was his thing, the eye black, the John 316. And um, I just feel like he didn't, he did get his chances after that as being a backup, but like I remember John Elway saying, yeah, he's our quarterback for next year. And then they went and got Peyton Manning. Um, but I, and I guess, did they win the, they probably won the Super Bowl after that, but I just felt like that season was a magical season where they, they kept winning down the stretch, remember? And it was like five or six in a row at one point. And, um, it was just pretty cool to watch that. And uh, I remember liking that team at that time. And he wasn't the most accurate passer because I remember he had <laughs> a, a game where he went like two for 15 and they still yeah. won because of the kicker. But um, he just he wouldn't give up in those games. So he was kind of inspirational in that way. Yeah, he was kind of one of those guys, not very accurate in the NFL, but yeah. he had that fourth quarter magic that would yeah. come out. It's kind of like, maybe it was around the same time, but uh, in the NBA, Jeremy Lin, who had that yep. one yep. one stretch of a season where he was just clutch and just hitting big shot after big shot. That's yeah, kind of what that always, season was like for Tebow, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's always fun to revisit, too, those Jeremy Lin games Yeah, on like YouTube and stuff. All right, what was your number four? Number four uh, was in my lifetime, uh, but it was a little more recent, actually probably more than 20 years ago. 
Um, but I was a teenager when this happened. But Kurt Warner, when he was with the Rams. Okay. And, and by the way, have you seen the, the new movie about his life, American Underdog? No. Um, my dad and mom did, and they recommended it to me. Um, but no, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. And I, I knew a little bit of his life story, you know, how he, he kind of, you know, couldn't quite make it to that next level early on. And, you know, he kind of had to, you know, work at a grocery store as a stock boy. Right, right. And then he joined the Arena League. And then I think he even joined mm-hmm. a team in Europe at one point. And then he finally got that call with the Rams undrafted. And then an injury happens and he leads the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that, that Super Bowl performance you know, especially in the second half of that game. If you look at the stats overall in that Super Bowl, you know, they were decent stats. It wasn't world-changing, but if you look at mm-hmm. how the second half in that game, he had a couple touchdowns, and one of them was in the final two minutes. He had a 73-yard touchdown pass. I'm trying to remember who the receiver was. Oh, I think it was Isaac Bruce. Yeah, I think um, that that just came up during the uh, game yesterday. Yeah, um, Isaac Bruce. Or- Longest Rams touchdown or something like that, yeah. And playoff. I think that was, I think that was the last time the the Rams have won a Super Bowl. They've they've been there since then, but yeah. Um, but it was the greatest show on turf. You know, that was an amazing yeah. offense to watch back then. You know, as a teenager, that was just mind blowing to see Marshall Falk, the running Marshall back, Paul, all the yeah. receivers. Um, and then you got this guy who comes out of nowhere, Kurt Warner, and he's a great mm-hmm. guy. You know, the Christian yeah. man loves the Lord and yeah. he wins a Super Bowl, gets the MVP. And, you know, he even goes to the Super Bowl years later with Arizona as a 38 year old and, you know, almost wins. Um, yeah. But, you know, what a what an incredible career. But I think that was a great moment when when they were able to win. And do you remember the end of that game or have you seen highlights of that where they were playing against the Titans Oh, okay. Yeah, when the Titans guy gets to like the two, right, and he stretches yeah, out. Yeah, he, he got to like I think even the one yard line with zero seconds on the clock, trying to tie it I up remember. with a touchdown, and he's a yard short. And that was at that time that was one of the the greatest endings to a yeah Super Bowl. So that was yeah, that was just yeah. a great performance all around. I think. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. My number four was before my time, but so like I'm a Chicago sports also big Cubs guy, and like I am a Bucks fan, and the Bears like I don't really root for the Bears, but my dad kind of ingrained the '85 Bears into me when I was young. So my number four is the '85 Bears. Um, that whole playoffs and definitely the super bowl when i think it was 45 to 10 they just blew out the patriots mm-hmm. um i think that was super bowl 25 they had jim mcmahon walter payton refrigerator perry i had a refrigerator perry jersey when i was like 10 <laughs> and it's the number 75 it was pretty cool um mike dicka so, the coach yeah mike dicka just got all the classics. And my dad, I guess my dad had a vinyl of the Super Bowl shuffle when he was a kid. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, just that whole mystique around the 85 Bears was kind of cool. So 
Um, so that's my number four. Awesome. So are you, uh, number three is next for you, right? Yes. Number three. Okay. And we've actually already talked about this game. This is, I think the recency bias, but it actually, we're recording this on a Monday. This happened last night. It's that <laughs> it's really the combined performance of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in that Bill's chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Just on Sunday night, I you know as far as playoff performances, especially that last two minutes, and funny funny enough, I have the TV on in the background and they're showing a replay of the game. Um, but yeah, that I is have to kick down to that. That game was just a clinic on how to perform in the clutch mm-hmm. in the NFL, especially as a quarterback. If you look at the last two minutes, you know you get to the two minute warning. The Bills are down by five. It's been been a tight game, uh, but Josh Allen throws a touchdown with less than two minutes left. They take the lead. They get go for two, and they're up by three. And what does Patrick Mahomes do? He drives down the field. They score again. They're up by four with a minute left. And so what does Josh Allen do? He goes down the field with 13 seconds left, scores, and goes ahead by three. I mean, (laughs) I'm jumping out of my seat. I'm like, oh, the Bills, they're going, man, they're going to win this game. 13 seconds left. (laughs) And what does Patrick Mahomes do after that? (laughs) He he drives down the field. I think it was like, what was that, Kelsey he threw it to? Yeah, Uh, yeah. They throw it down. Two seconds left, call the timeout, kick a field goal, send it to overtime. And then the Chiefs get the ball in overtime and, and Mahomes does the rest. He throws it again to Kelsey and they score the winning touchdown. But, you know, I think that was a, a case of two young quarterbacks who are going to take over this league. You know, Brady, yeah, you know, definitely. there's thoughts, thoughts of him, you know, retiring. Brady, uh, Breeze right. retired last year. You know, Manning's been gone for several years now. I mean mm-hmm. – you're losing some of the older greats. Roethlisberger is probably going to retire. Um, but then you got these young guys. Or Rodgers might even retire. You never know. You got yeah. these young guys, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You could even say Joe Burrow from Cincinnati. There's so many of them who are right. all still in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I think the NFL is in pretty good hands and, and in the future. And you've seen it just recently with the performance of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So that's kind of a double for my number three. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch like that rest of that. What I didn't get to see, like from one minute to the rest of that game. <laughs> Cause it was both so special and everything. Um, my number three is actually a buck Super Bowl, but not the one from last year. It's, the Super Bowl from 2003 because the Bucks defense was so prolific and they had John Lynch and Andre Barber and Derek Brooks and um, I think it was like 45-21 against the Raiders in that Super Bowl yeah. and uh, John Gruden had worked for the Raiders the year before he was their coach mm-hmm. and I think the story goes that he knew not necessarily plays, but like their schemes and stuff. So going into the Super Bowl, like 
he knew a lot of what they were going to do, and so that gave them an edge, and their defensive performance was just way over, like, they had, I think they had multiple interceptions in that game, and like a pick six and stuff, so the Bucks defense was just great that year, and um, I think they beat the Eagles during the playoffs. Um, yeah. Not to take a yeah. dig at your team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they beat them this year, too. But that year in particular, I was 18 years old, and the Eagles were favored to go to the Super Bowl. And mm. that was probably that was probably the roughest moment of my sports fandom uh, in my life, uh, having, make, having to watch the Buccaneers come in to Philadelphia and upset the Eagles and upset me. <laughs> <laughs> was that McNabb and uh, T.O.? Yes, McNabb and – oh, I don't think T.O. was with the team yet. Okay. Um, T.O. was a few years later, and they went to the Super Bowl but lost to the Patriots. Mm, um, okay. But, yeah, it was it was with McNabb, and he didn't really have a lot of – wide receiver weapons. Probably like Freddie, Freddie Mitchell, maybe? Fred, yeah, Freddie Mitchell. Uh, I, I think Brian Westbrook was there. I know Deuce Staley and you know those kind of okay. guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, David Akers is our kicker. and <laughs> mm. Yeah. But right. yeah, that was, that was a rough moment for me. The Super Bowl was okay, but that was the game before that NFC Championship. I still have nightmares about Rondé Barber <laughs> taking it to the house. Yeah. All right, what was your number two? Number two for me was fairly recent, uh, not too long ago, but we talked about how Tom Brady had that comeback this weekend. I knew we were talking earlier about that, how he almost came back from down 27 to three against the Rams this weekend. But my number two Mm -hmm. is actually his Super Bowl performance against the Atlanta Falcons. And Super Bowl, that was. 51, I believe it was, when he was down 28 to 3 in that game to Matt Ryan and the Falcons when he was with the Patriots. Yeah, (laughs) I think everybody thought that that was wrapped up. (laughs) And, you know, Brady could have been like, you know what, we'll just finish it out. You know, I've won however many Super Bowls by this point, four or five. Right. You know, I'll be okay. But what does he do? He's. He comes back. They're down by 25, and they tie it at the end of the game, and then they win it in overtime. I mean, I'm not necessarily um, a huge Brady fan or Brady hater. You know, I'm kind of – but at that moment, I said out loud, and I think whoever was around me, I said to them, there's no doubt that this guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the GOAT. You you can't deny it. Like that was the moment right. in my mind that, that he became the goat. Mm-hmm. The biggest comeback yeah, def- in playoff history. Yeah, and it'll be hard to beat. What is it? Seven Super Bowls now. You know. Yeah. That's that's like Tiger Woods level domination within <laughs> a sport. So, um, my number two is kind of just one play. And I guess they lost in this game. They look back on it, but oh wait, no, never mind. It was James Harrison's interception for a touchdown um, mm. against the Cardinals. You, you talked about this game earlier with Kurt Warner. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the energy clue. Um, I think that was right before halftime, right? And yes. It was a hundred yards, and <laughs> just to see James Harris puffing and puffing right at the end. But like, <laughs> if you go back and watch that clip, it's just kind of the, you know, the, it. I don't know what the score was, but it just felt like a game-changing swing because, like, they were about to score, obviously, and then yeah. you know, so it's a four, fourteen-point swing, and so the Steelers go on to win that um, a ring for Big Ben, and I just felt like that was a really, it just kind of sealed in my mind when I think of top, like top five plays or performances that come, like that come to my mind when I think it was the best one so that's my yeah, number I mean, two yeah and, and I remember that game I think the Cardinals towards the end of the game actually pulled ahead uh with with a touchdown and so I, I believe it was a, a two-minute drill for Ben Roethlisberger to win that game oh okay yeah um I think that was in the corner of the end zone I think it was San Antonio Holmes oh, okay but, yeah San Antonio yeah, Holmes, yeah San Antonio Holmes and it was if you ever if anyone out there wants to watch the replay, that was probably one of the best and toughest Super Bowl catches you'll ever see. It was uh, right in the corner, wasn't it? Right in the corner. His yeah. feet are like together and he's like <laughs> falling out of bounds, yeah. but just barely catches it with like a couple defenders draped around him. Wow. It's a good thing this isn't on video because you would have seen me just try to act that out right now and I almost <laughs> fell over. <laughs> Awesome. All right. What is your number one? Number one. Well, if if you know me as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, this one will come as no surprise. Uh, But Super Bowl 52, the performance in particular by a pretty unknown at the time backup quarterback, Nick Foles. Mm Mm-hmm who had to come in towards the end of the season when Carson Wentz got injured against the Rams. You know, the Eagles were the top seed in the NFC. And so Nick Foles, basically, he just had to, you know, kind of steady the ship and come in. And we mm-hmm. we weren't sure what we were going to get. We were the number one seed, but we were the underdog in every playoff game that we played in. Right. And we ended up getting to the Super Bowl. And we who do we get to face? But the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. And, you know, you would think if you would tell me that Tom Brady would actually have statistically one of the best games of his life. And yeah. we and still the Eagles would win that game. I would have yeah. thought you were nuts. <laughs> that Especially was quite with a backup a quarterback. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was just an offensive onslaught on both ends. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the first half, the the Eagles were kind of, you know, holding their own in control. And, you know, I think it was a carryover from the game before the NFC Championship where the Eagles blew out the Vikings 31-7. to uh, We had that confidence. And, you know, what was that, the end of the second quarter where we pulled out the Philly special? Yeah. Where, uh, you know... They pulled the trick play where the running back, uh, who was it, Corey Clement, received it, you know, shoveled it back to Trey Burton, the tight end, and then Trey Burton throws it to the quarterback, Nick Foles, in the end zone, and he catches it. I mean, 
it's yeah, become it an iconic be play. Yeah. Man, and it's just and I think that just builds a Trey Burton was a backup. Uh, he was yeah. a backup quarterback at Florida, right? So he he knew oh, his yeah. way yeah. around the throwing. And then you know, but you know, Brady's on the other end, and that's just the year after he made that comeback against the Falcons. Um, so they actually start coming back, and actually at one point the Patriots take a one point lead in the fourth quarter. And wow. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, me as a Philadelphia fan, we have we're, we kind of temper our expectations from year to year. We're like, oh, well, you know, we it was fun. But, you know, here comes Brady's time again. Yeah. But then we, we drive down the field again and just, you know, clutch play after clutch play. And then we end up getting the go ahead touchdown. And then we finally, you know, cause a turnover. We sack Brady, cause a fumble, get another field goal. And then we hold him off. We win 41 to 33. But, like, for me as an Eagles fan, um, my whole life, and just watching them, you know, kind of almost get there from year to year, especially, you know, 20 years ago in the McNabb era, where, you know, they would lose all those NFC championship games and mm-hmm. so close, but yet so far. And then finally, it all comes together in such a an underdog type way. And yeah. what a performance by Nick Foles to yeah. to outduel Brady. And Brady had like what almost five hundred yards in that game, <laughs> but yet he was able to beat Brady <laughs> on the scoreboard. And so for yeah. me, as an Eagles fan, you know, with all the circumstances going on around there, that's that's got to be my number one playoff performance. Awesome. So mine's a little underwhelming, but I did this based on the stats that are involved. Um, I'll go ahead and say that I think Tom Brady's comeback and then, uh, or when he came down to Tampa last year and they won the Super Bowl in Tampa, Mm -hmm. that um, is a special performance and a special playoff uh, performance because they dominated the Chiefs and everything. Yeah. But as far as stats go, I'm going to say uh, Steve Young here, Super Bowl 29. Mm. This is against the Chargers. His stat line was 24 of 36 for 325 yards and six touchdowns. Oof. Um, five carries for 49 yards, and they won 49 to 26. So mm. he was in uh, – this was a little bit before – like, I don't even, I don't think I remember watching this game or anything, but I guess he was in Joe Montana's shadow kind of, and this was like his, the start of his uh, Hall of Fame career kind of a thing. And he had Jerry Rice and everything. So just six touchdowns, which I don't know if that has been matched or not in a Super Bowl. So the stat line there, I think that puts him, yeah, I think number one for that. I think as far as Super Bowls, that's got to be the most. I mean, regular season they've done what seven touchdowns. This happened a couple of times, yeah. but you know, yeah. Super Bowl is another deal. <laughs> yeah, all the all the pressure is on. Well, thank you, Kevin, for coming on. This was an awesome episode recapping the week of NFL playoffs and then going over the top five performances of in the NFL playoffs. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Um, Be sure to listen and comment and rate our podcast, Top 5 Dead or Alive, on Apple Podcasts, 
And wherever you get your podcasts, we're also on the Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the major platforms. This has been awesome, Kevin. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. All right. We'll see you. Oh, 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 oh,